Hey church, happy summer. Hope you're having a fantastic time. Today I am in Seattle and I'm going to be meeting with some missionaries, uh, people part of my organization. Hopefully it'll be an amazing time of an encouragement and you can be praying for us. Um, this is the second of two experiment Sundays. So um, a two weeks ago I taught on the Pharisees via this recorded message and today we're going to talk about uh, another topic that has been on my, my mind recently. But the question is, why are we doing this? Why are we having a few recorded messages while we have so many people in our church capable uh, of communicating and preaching well? And praise God we have that. The reason why we're, gonna, we're experimenting with two recorded messages this summer is, first of all, is because our church continues to multiply. And as I look ahead at the trajectory God seems to have us on, my personal capacity for, for communicating all throughout this city, drive as much as I want. I've only got so much time, and so wanted to spend just a little bit to, to examine the feasibility of being able to of being able to have some live video re recorded messages and just see how, if that works, live, live is in air quotes, right? But, but recorded messages. So I want to see the feasibility of that. And, and secondly, I, I hope to take a sabbatical one of these days, months, years. And in, in, in preparation for that, I just want to see, is there any viability of having a few messages sprinkled throughout my sabbatical, where, which are pre-recorded, where I can continue to take some of the teaching load off of those who are carrying the church while, while I'm away. So that's two of the whys. We, this is an experiment. I'd love your feedback. Feedback. Again, I, I'm not really looking for it today, but maybe in a few weeks from now, it'd be great to hear, did this work? Is this going to work? What do you think, even as far as video, when it comes to our church and, and, and as things multiply ahead? And I know your answer is going to be, as long as it's not video in, in my location, I get it. But we're, we're just experimenting with that. Okay, so today, I want to talk about something that God has been working with me personally with over these last six months and really this, this last year but especially these last six months and it's and it's this it's this call to reconsider the role and practice of sabbath it's this call to reconsider the role and practice of sabbath now, as I've said before, or earlier in this spring, I, I felt severely um, reprimanded by God for my complete abandonment of this idea of, of taking a, a Sabbath day. We were busy. Uh, there was so much to do. There was an urgency of all these projects. We were renovating the South Side. We had to get it open for launch day, and there, were, there was painting days, and there was working days, and we were working day and night, just day after day, getting the, getting the South Side open, and then, then there's the West End, and, and trying to get that renovated over the, the month after that, and, and and working day and just not taking any breaks and, and because of the urgency of the deadlines that I was under under the urgency and of the, of the challenges I neglected having anything close to resembling a Sabbath and the result was at the end of those months a, a deeply and dangerously burnt out Brian and Jesus had some strong words for me about those, those few months. When I look around at Christians in our generation, when I look around at Christians in our generation, I see people stressed out. I, I, I see people overwhelmed with, with stress. I see people crippled with stress and anxiety. I see burnout 
all over the place. I, I see people deeply I- exhausted. I, I see people full of all kinds of fears and, and anxieties, people with panic issues. I, I've, I've wrestled with those from time to time. People with so much anxiety and overwhelmingness in their life that they just, they just can't cope. And I see all of this resulting in people maybe crying themselves to sleep, struggling with chronic Issues, uh, physical issues, mental issues, stomach issues, nervous issues, emotional overwhelmedness issues, wanting to get up. And for some people, it's so extreme that they just probably plead with God to take them home to heaven, that, this, that life is just so overwhelming to them, completely overwhelmed by life. What I don't see a lot these days, even in Christians, What I don't see, even in Christians, are people walking around who are genuinely filled with peace, who are exuding a a peace, a calm, a, a life happiness, and maybe more accurately, I don't see hardly anybody exuding both incredible peace filledness and incredible productivity. I'm not seeing that that combo in the same person very often. It's it's very rare. Incredible peace-filledness and incredible productivity. Or or maybe I'm not seeing anybody who's who's well-rested and high-achieving and hard-working. Where are the people who are high-achieving and hard-working and well-rested? I I don't see hardly anybody who's centered and and calm on the inside and highly successful in this high-pressured world. I believe the Bible calls us to embody both. To, to, To embody both incredible peacefulness on the inside and incredible productivity, working harder than other people because we're working not just for people, but we're working for the Lord. Working hard, and yet with, without burnout, with peacefulness. Family, all my life I've, I've battled with cyclical burnout. I've had to deal with cyclical burnout where I would, I would work hard and then I, I would crash and, and, and I would find myself with a dangerously exhausted soul. And, and that is, that's someone for, for years I've been practicing this, this hour mornings with Jesus. Uh, this, this time. It's not like I, I was neglecting Jesus' time every day, an hour every day, but it wasn't enough. Bottom line, I was giving lots of time to Jesus, but I was feeling too busy to Sabbath. I was too busy to Sabbath, and I felt like those who made a big deal about this idea of Sabbath, that they're just being legalistic. They're being Old Testament. They're, 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 just, they're just a whole day? A whole day that that just seems that just seems outdated for this modern fast-paced world it's better suited maybe for a day where, where things are more slower paced and and this this is a day different than than our own so I didn't I didn't take Sabbath very seriously and I haven't most of my life and at best I viewed this idea of Sabbath as a luxury idea I viewed it as this luxury idea for when it was convenient Definitely not something to highly, highly, highly personally prioritize. I believe our generation's overwhelmedness issues are directly connected 
to our abandonment of diligent Sabbath-keeping. I'm going to say that again. I believe our generation's overwhelmedness issues are directly related to our abandonment of diligent Sabbath-keeping. Dan Allender, he, he writes on Sabbath, in his book Sabbath, he writes this. He writes, For six days, I wrestle with a world under the toil of the curse, soiled by the oil of humanity's commerce, deeply longing for the bright wings of the coming dawn, and each day, at best, is a repetition of the day before, unless the next day is the Sabbath. It is the queen of all days, the day in which division, destitution, and death are put aside to celebrate our union with God, the abundance of his love, and the wild hope of the coming kingdom. Let's talk about this queen of all days without getting all legalistic and stuff. Let's just reconsider. Let's just reconsider what the Bible says about Sabbath, what it's for, and reconsider if it's actually something that God intends for us, even in our modern generation. To do this, I have 10 statements. I know, 10 points. <laughs> what, what message? That's a terrible message plan, Brian. Yes, I got, it, I got it. So I have 10 statements today about the Sabbath connected to God's heart behind the Sabbath. And hopefully, we'll see that the Sabbath isn't just some sort of law thing, but actually it's an incredible gift. I hope we'll see that it's an incredible gift as if the God who made you knows exactly what you need in order to thrive and find peace and joy in this life whilst also finding success. And sure, God has commanded it, but maybe he commanded the Sabbath not because he's mean or, or, or because he, he loves meaningless rules, but what if? But, but what if he commanded the Sabbath because he knows you would never do it unless he commanded it and he loves you and he wants you to live with the peace and joy and the goodness of it? If a car manufacturer, if a car manufacturer commands you to get your car serviced regularly, that's not because they're being mean or cruel to you. It's because they made the car and they know how it functions and they know how the car will function best throughout the years. And so they say, get it serviced at this, this level of frequency, at this many miles or at this, this many years. The God who made you says, stop every seven days. One day in seven. I made you. I know how you work. Okay, 10 statements. 10 statements about Sabbath. Number one, Sabbath is a good day. Sabbath is a good day. Jesus, in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, is talking about the Sabbath, and he says these thought-provoking words. He says, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. 
I say that again. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a good day for you. I think our usual starting point when it comes to the Sabbath is, is that the Sabbath is an annoying day. We think of it as a restrictive day, an inconvenient day. What if, what if God appointed the Sabbath day because it's what you need? What if you appointed the day because it's what you need, like it was made and given to you so that you could cope with the curse, so that you could endure, so that you could endure, so that you could keep going under the, the pressures of life, so that you could live in peace in times of stress, so that you could recenter instead of getting overwhelmed by the never-ending avalanche of life. Premise one about the Sabbath. It's a good day. The Sabbath is a good day made, made for you by the one who made you. Number one. Number two. Sabbath is a God day. Sabbath is a God day. Now, now this God day goes back to creation. We read about the six days of creation and then about the seventh day we read this. By the seventh day, God completed his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy for on it he rested from his work of creation. Okay, and then the Ten Commandments. In the Ten Commandments, we, we read this about the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You are to labor six days and to do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work. You, your son or daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the foreigner who is in, within your gates, for the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them in six days. Then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. Now there are a few things that we're going to comment from this passage. But the first thing I want to highlight is the words of verse 10. It's a Sabbath to the Lord your God. This is not merely a day off of work. This is not merely a day of work, although it includes that, and that, and that as part of that, it's also a day to God. A, a God day, a day, day for your soul. A day to reconnect and, and re recharge with God. Like Jesus in John chapter 15, he talks about the, necess the necessity of abiding in Christ, uh, of, 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 being abide, of remaining in Jesus. The Sabbath day is a remaining day. It's an abiding day, a day to connect with God. It's a God day. The Sabbath is not a Netflix day. It's not a day to Netflix binge. That, that, that might be restful and, and all, but it's not God-focused. It's not God-focused. And sure, we can, we can relax with a movie. We can relax with a movie, but, but don't waste your Sabbath day with distraction. It's not the day to be distracted. It's the day to be focused on the divine. Don't be distracted with, with, with over-watching too many movies or too much screen time and video games. Stop and connect with God. That's what it's for. It's a God day. And you're thinking, man, oh man, I would just get crazy bored. If, if, I, if I 
stop, if I didn't Netflix on a day, if I didn't play, I, I, would, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. Okay, great. That's a great dilemma for you to understand about yourself. You have got to learn how to deal with today without pushing it away in distractions. You'll learn with practice and with time how to not only uh, uh, how to not only connect with God on, on this day, but also to discover the delight and joy of stopping and resting without distraction. It's a God day. It's not just a day off work. Okay, also th- seeing see clearly in the Ten Commandments passage here, number three, is Sabbath is a commanded day. A commanded day, that's, you see that, right? It's Sabbath is one of the, the Ten Commandments. It's the number one most shamelessly neglected of all the Ten Commandments. No, no commandment is more neglected than, than this one by Christians or any generation. And, and again, it's, it's, more, it's more than neglected. It's not just neglected, it's more than neglected. Christians in our generation celebrate and boast in their breaking of this commandment of, of one of the Ten Commandments. They, 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 I mean, people are like this. People are like, oh man, I'm working so hard. I'm throwing, I'm throwing in a random accent so you know it's not me. This is somebody else. <laughs> I'm the, oh man, I'm, I'm working so hard. I, I haven't had a day off in as long as I can remember. You know, and, 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 and that's said with pride. I've not had a day off as long as I can remember. I'm working so hard. Aren't I amazing? Aren't I worth honoring? No. You're not worth honoring. What other of the Ten Commandments do we not merely neglect, but do we boast in breaking? Are we proud of ourselves for breaking, at least as genuine Christians? Man, you know what? I, I'm so happy I murdered this person the other day. They were a punk. They're annoying. The world is better off without them. I'm so, I'm so glad. Let's go out and celebrate. Let's go celebrate. Let's celebrate me breaking one of these Ten Commandments. Okay, there are people who, who are that way. They're, they're severely broken individuals, but we're not talking about genuine Christians who love and follow God. That's not, that's not we're not hearing that. Or, or man, you, you, another example of breaking one of the Ten Commandments. Hey, everybody, I, I got some gold. I got some gold, and I made, I made myself a flying unicorn donkey idol. It's a, it's a unicorn donkey idol. It's so amazing. And so why don't you come over to, to my house this evening, and what we'll do is we'll sit around my, my gold unicorn donkey, and, and we'll, 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 we'll pray to it. It'll be great, and we'll, we'll worship it. That sounds amazing. And then we'll sing songs. We'll sing songs to our donkey, this unicorn donkey. We'll be like, oh, unicorn donkey, I love you. You're so golden. You know, like, and it's like, no, that, that is ridiculous, right? That's not, that's not, people are not treating any of the other Ten Commandments like they are the Sabbath one. We live in this generation that People honor and esteem and are proud of breaking this commandment. Oh man, Pastor Brian, Pastor Brian, I could never, I couldn't even make it to church the last two months. I've been working seven days a week. No, no, no. I've been working 12 days. I've been working, I've been working 15 days every week. I have been way too busy to too busy to do this. Day and night, night and day. I just too busy uh, to make it to church. 
You know, all through the Bible, and especially in Jesus' day, uh, many, many people believed that the keeping of the Sabbath was the most, well, actually the second most important of all the commandments. In fact, in Jesus' day, there was this great debate. What, the first commandment, everybody knew, love God. What's the second greatest commandment? Why, they, they thought it was either going to be love people or keep the Sabbath. And half of them thought it was keep the Sabbath, and half of them thought it was, it was love God. How would they think it was the Sabbath? Well, because the Sabbath is, is con, it's the, it's connected to the first Oh, I don't know how to say that. It wasn't the first commandment in the Bible. It wasn't that one. It was be fruitful and multiply. But that, that commandment is, con- is connected to the, the first command-related thing in the Bible. The first re- command-related thing in the Bible, going back to Genesis, the beginning of chapter 2. And so it's super important because it's, it's connected to something connect- connected to creation right at the beginning there. So there's this debate going on, and, and, and some people thought it was the, the greatest commandment is the Sabbath. Some of them thought it was, it was loving people, and Jesus has asked what his view is on this, and he's like, no, it's, 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 loving, it's loving your neighbor, it's loving people, it's loving your neighbor. But the Sabbath is this huge deal commandment. We just, we just kind of put it in with all the rest, or actually we lower it below the rest, whereas in, in Jesus' day it was elevated over even all the rest. It's stunning what we've done with this commandment. In the Bible, just uh, factually speaking, the Sabbath was from sunset Friday to sunset Saturday. Why? Why, why is it from sunset Friday to sunset Friday? Because in the, in the Jewish, in creation, we see that the day was beginning with sunset and ending at the next sunset. In, in, in the creation, it's like it was evening and then it was morning, day one. It was evening and morning, day two. Evening came first and then morning. And so you have this idea of sunset being the start of the day, Friday sunset, and then ending at sunset the, the next day. So, so that's, that's their thought on, on that. But there's a bit of flexibility. In Jesus' day, throughout the Bible, it, it wasn't super rigid. There were certain things that were, were allowed on, on the Sabbath day. Jesus talks about like how circumcision is allowed on, on, on the Sabbath. So, you know, if you're, if you're thinking, what am I going to do on the Sabbath? I don't, I don't, I'm not going to play video games. <laughs> you, can feel free, uh, you can feel free to get circumcised. Feel empowered to get circumcised. That's, that, that's legit. Um, the priests... Uh, we're also like working <laughs> on the Sabbath. Uh, the priests were working on the Sabbath, and so there was some, some flexibility there. But for most people, the Sabbath was from Friday to, to Saturday. Uh, in the early church, in the Jerusalem church, uh, they were keeping the Sabbath, and then they also started um, worshiping Jesus on, sun- on Resurrection Day, on, on, on Sunday. And, and actually, that's why a two-day weekend Developed because of Jesus being raised from the dead, and there was the Sabbath, and then there was the resurrection worship day. Praise God for the resurrection of Jesus, two-day weekends, very exciting, and 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 other things. There's other reasons to be excited about Jesus, but that that's that's part of it. The Bible says six days you shall labor, labor and do all your work, but the seventh day we get five days you shall labor, and then we got two-day weekends. Anyway, so Sabbath was commanded uh, among all the commands, and it was an extraordinary big deal in the Bible. That's number three. Four, uh, Sabbath is an all-creatures day. It's an all-creatures day. In in the Ten Commandments, we read this. In Exodus 20, verse 10, you must not do any work. You, your son or daughter, your male or female slave, 
your livestock or the foreigner who is within your gates. One of the great lies about the Sabbath is that it's just for holy people. No, it's for all creatures. It's for your holy kids and for your holy cows. It's for all creatures. It's for you, it's for your spouse, it's for your slaves, your your work underlings, your livestock, the visitor, the person staying in, in your home. This isn't a day just for holy people. This isn't a day just for the super godly. It's a day for anybody. It's a day for your employees. It's a day for the animals under your direction, for your kids, as far as it's up to you. You want to provide this ability for people to Sabbath. If you're the leader of people, make sure that they have that opportunity. Not that they'll take it, but that they have the opportunity. Definitely uh, feel feel intimidated. Feel, Feel a holy nervousness if you're going to be asking any employee or anybody that you you oversee professionally to work seven straight days in a row. I'm not saying that's that's evil. I'm just thinking, hmm, let's think about it. Fifthly, Sabbath is a day of peace and rest. It's a day of peace and rest. One of my favorite verses in all of the Bible says, my soul finds rest in God alone my soul finds rest in God alone Psalm 62 verse 1 I believe because of my historical neglecting of taking and guarding regular Sabbath I have lived my life with more stresses with more anxieties with more sleepless nights with more angst and frustrations and burnouts than God ever intended and it's my own stinking fault God has given us a road map he's given us a road map to live with more peace and joy the only way to find this peace and joy is in God alone we can't complain we can't complain about God being you know God I'm I'm overwhelmed by my life we can't complain to God and say God I'm overwhelmed by my life if we're not Following his very clear and repeated and repeated and clear and clear and repeated directions and callings about this thing called the Sabbath day. So, so there we are, we're, we're complaining about being overwhelmed. God, I'm overwhelmed by my life. I have all the pressures and everything. And God's like, dude, dude, because God, God says, dude, he says, dude, what more can I do? He's like, I wrote this command to you to to Sabbath. I wrote it with my own finger on a tablet of stone and I wrote exactly, I only wrote 10 things. And, And one of those 10 things that I wrote with my own finger on the tablet of stone is to give me one day in seven. I don't know how I could make it more clear to you. Stop whinging. Start Sabbathing. If your life pattern is to genuinely Sabbath with God weekly and, and, you're, and you're melting down with stress and anxiety, okay, okay. But if you're neglecting that, if you're neglecting the Sabbath, you've got no complaint. You, you've got no complaint to stand on. He gave you the gift and the command of spending one day in seven with him and not doing all the other stuff. He gave you this day to rest, a day to rediscover peace. I've been rather 
diligent to Sabbath for the last several months, and it's been life transformational. It's been life, I, I'm in awe of how, how much more I can I cope with now that I've, I've given Jesus one day and said, it's not that things are slowing down in my life. I mean, we launched a location in, in early part of this year, a second location, and then we've done this location, and now we're launching it in Royston. And if you, it's not like things are slowing down. In fact, things are picking up, but, but my capacity to cope has been accelerated. The Sabbath was made for us. We need it. Our souls need it. Our hearts need it. Our minds need it. It's why God gave it to us. Okay, number six. Connected to this, Sabbath is a refreshing day. It's a refreshing day. Look at what Exodus 23, 12 says. Do your work for six days, but rest on the seventh day. Rest on the seventh day so that your ox and your donkey may rest and the son of your female slave as well as a foreign resident may be refreshed, may be refreshed. The purpose of the Sabbath is to be refreshed. When you ask yourself, what should I do on my Sabbath? Remember the purpose is to be refreshed. Not to just not do the job you're paid to do, but actually stop and intentionally recharge. Go for a walk in the fresh air. Go for a family walk in the park. Breathe some, some clean air. Now, I, you know you're doing the Sabbath well if you find yourself laughing, if you find yourself having fun, if you find yourself smiling for good reasons. Again, I'm thinking, you know, like family time, family board games, meals out with friends. Uh, one of those days that you look back on the next day and you're like, wow, that was a great day and I'm feeling refreshed and ready to go. It was great to stop yesterday. That's number six. Number seven. Sabbath is a trusting day. God used the Sabbath over and over and over again to test his people to see if they would trust him. Now, sometimes it was with manna, you know, gathered extra on the day before, and, and you'll see it miraculously last one more day. Sometimes it was with their land and farming. Don't harvest on the Sabbath. Trust me, and if you, you honor me, then, then I won't destroy your crops with rain. And all through the Sabbath, also the, through the Bible, the Sabbath was a challenge. In, in Nehemiah's day, people kept wanting to come and, and sell things on the Sabbath, and, and Nehemiah just barred the doors against them. He's like, no, we're going to be keeping the Sabbath. Not working on the Sabbath, especially when everybody else is working on the Sabbath, not working on the Sabbath, it, it seems like we're gonna be missing out. It seems like we're gonna be getting behind. It seems like we're not gonna prosper and, and succeed. But God asks us to trust him on the Sabbath by surrendering that day to him. And he repeatedly says things such as, if you give me the Sabbath, I will extra bless you on the other six days. It's, it's difficult. But the call is to let go and to trust God with the Sabbath. And really, what, if you think about it, what a wonderful call this is think about it what a wonderful call it is to let go you, you let go and you relax and while everybody else is working while everybody else is striving while everybody else is doing their thing you, you're resting and you're trusting uh, that although i'm resting and they're all working i'm not getting behind because god who is faithful to keep his promises is going to bless me more on the other six days for trusting him with this one we get to rest and not get behind. What a gift. Number eight. 
Sabbath is easily neglected. It's an easily neglected day. The enemy wants us to be worked into the ground so that we can't, so we're not able to, to keep our heads lifted to heaven. He wants to keep us distracted and consumed with daily pressures when God invites us to let go of those daily pressures every week. Many people in our day fill their Sabbath with things like, okay, I'm going to church and then I'm gonna mow the grass or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna go do some projects around the house. That's not Sabbath keeping. Technically, that's Sabbath breaking. Even going, going food shopping is technically Sabbath breaking. Going shopping in general. It's, God says, do a bit more on, on these other days, on the other six days, but so that you can actually stop on the seventh. Stop and relax. Sabbath is, is not just not about doing your regular job, but it's about stopping. And all through the Bible, every generation, every generation struggled with keeping the Sabbath. In fact, it seems most generations didn't. It's, it's easily neglected. That's still the case today. That's number eight. Number nine, Sabbath is a family day. Sabbath, Sabbath is a family day. The false image that most people have about the Sabbath looks like uh, or what the Sabbath looks like is, is that maybe, okay, you're alone, you're, you're there, you've got your Bible, you've got your candle, you've got your, your quiet, your, your prayer, you pray all day. And I do hope there's, there's some of that, but the Sabbath wasn't just for dad or just for mom. It, it was for the sons and daughters. It was for the, the cows. It was for everyone to stop together. It's a day to play together to enjoy each other, maybe board games, family walks, going out to eat, picnics in the park, family day. That's number nine. And number 10, finally, the Sabbath is a rewarded day. A rewarded day. Now, I've, I've mentioned this all, all throughout, but for those who honor the Sabbath, God speaks about the rewards of blessing the other six days and, and the perks of the things we talked about, like, like peace and rest and, and, and that connection to God, less burnout and stress and all that. The Bible's full of examples of God speaking about the rewards of keeping the Sabbath. Um, this is from Isaiah chapter 58, verse 13. God says, if you keep from desecrating the Sabbath, breaking the Sabbath, from doing whatever you want on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight, if you call it a delight, and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it and not go your own ways, seeking your own pleasure or talking too much, then you will delight yourself in the Lord and I will make you ride over the heights of the land and let you enjoy the heritage of your father Jacob for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Family, I believe our generation's overwhelmedness issues are directly connected to our abandonment of diligent Sabbath keeping. That God gave us a good gift one that he commanded and, and made for us for our own well-being and when he knows that we need to live this life of peace. And yes, I understand we're in the new covenant. We, we're not under law, we're under grace and this idea of it, is it rigidly, rigidly, rigidly required? No, it's not rigidly, rigidly, rigidly required, but it's so good and glorious and it's, it's not, uh, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. I, I know that this practice has been undervalued and, and only occasionally practiced, but, but I encourage you to reconsider the Sabbath. 
Reconsider the Sabbath. I know that there's a lot of people out there who are hyper-legalistic about, about this, the practice of the Sabbath, and they just seem to ruin the Sabbath with all these joy-killing rules and regulations. But, but just stop and think about how much emphasis God gives this. Maybe it's for your own good and well-being. Maybe it's amazing. If you have had a rough time, if you've had a rough time, uh, at least from time to time in your life, with anxieties, with stresses, feeling overwhelmed, depressed, burned out from time to time, discouraged, afraid, like, like you just feel like giving up sometimes, I, I, hold, I hold this up before you, Sabbath. I hold this up before you, Sabbath, and I believe that God made it for people just like you. I've got a challenge for you today. Challenge, challenge, only one challenge. Practice this. Practice a 24-hour Sabbath for the next three weeks. I don't care what day it is. I don't care what 24-hour window it is. Practice 24 hours of Sabbath. Feel free to read about sabbath more and and, and google but but all or re-listen to these this message or whatever but but give it a go it doesn't have to be perfect give it a go give it a go that's my challenge let me pray for us father thank you thank you for this this calling this gift this goodness this goodness of the Sabbath. And, and God, I don't know why that, that I've been so blind. It's so counter the culture that I grew up in to, to, to cherish stopping as opposed to overworking. And so, God, I repent of, of my own overworking ways. I, I repent of my, the, my, the ways of my ancestors, my, my, my parents, my grandparents, and so on, who overworked and did not, uh, did not honor the rest that you called us into. I, I repent of just complete uh, uh, non-valuing of this. And I ask for your mercy and grace for all of us in this room. If this is something that is good and right, stir it in our hearts. Stir a resonance in our spirits and, 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 and help us to, to not only go for it, but to enjoy, enjoy it. We love you in Jesus' name, amen.